0: Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, your weekly Apex Legends podcast brought to you by Crossover Media. I'm your host, Shay, joined by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today?
1: I'm doing great. Coming right off of a little snow trip with Mm -hmm. the family. Got to unplug a little bit, which was nice, but happy to be back. Happy to be playing Apex again. We got a lot to talk about today.
0: We got a lot to talk about today, but it is nice to finally be back in the makeshift studio together. My bedroom. We've been remote now for maybe two episodes, three ep two episodes. Yeah. And it is a lot nicer to be able to piss off Henry in person over the podcast (laughs) and right next door when we're playing games. It's great. Oh man. Before we get into the episode though, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. We got a good one today. We're going to be talking about all the news around Fight Night and the update, along with a legend concept, and of course, answering all the five-star review questions. Before we do any of that, though, as always, let's dive into our five-star reviews.
1: First review is coming from GW1+. Plus. Love this podcast. Thank you so much for providing the perfect community of Apex lore, numbers, and stats, and how to master this game. First of all, please don't ever change the music. This music is the best, and I constantly replay the end of the show multiple times just to get some vibey tunes. Second of all, what are your current mains? I know you guys liked Caustic and Gibraltar for a while. The Mastering Caustic episode is what got me hooked on listening. Just curious and would love to hear maybe a few words why they are your main. Thanks again for this amazing community, and keep at it.
0: Awesome. Thanks for the review. I'm at a point really right now where I don't have a main, you know, Henry and I've talked a lot about how we don't really think, you know, having mains is the best way to maybe play the game. Like it's a lot more enjoyable to have, uh, Everybody in your arsenal in a way, Um, but like my go-to ranked legend currently right now is crypto from the Survey Beacon Versatility right now, and that's the closest thing maybe I have to a a main at this specific moment in time, but it'll probably change in the next three weeks, which I've enjoyed playing Apex that way.
1: Yeah, it's definitely fun to mix things up. I've pretty much been uh, very solid in Gibraltar for Mm -hmm. the last year. Um, but if I'm playing by myself, my go-to is Bloodhound on top of that, and I think we talk about the reasons for that pretty often, mm-hmm. but why I like Gibraltar is I just think he's a great support player that has a lot of versatility, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, that one-on-one, area control, being support, resing, healing. Um, I think Gibraltar is really well-rounded, except for the fact that he has no mobility. So it's like you gotta work together. And <laughs> mm-hmm. for that reason, I like playing Bloodhound too. It's a big switch up.
0: Definitely. That's a big difference. Next review coming from I Love Vower. I'm so happy you guys talked about Bloodhound's growth over this year. I remember maining them when no one else was. I'm very happy you guys love Blood so much. Love Blood.
1: Hard not to. Mm-hmm. Hard not to. Next review is coming from Dat Holly Dude. Thank you so much. For a new player, all the tips and tricks you give just helped me so much. Thank you so much.
0: Appreciate it. We're happy we can provide tips not for just the high tier players, but also for every player base. That's the the best thing we try and do with the show is uh, give a little something to everybody. And so appreciate that you are getting some nice tips and tricks from us. Uh, Next review, 99 Pixels. Best Apex Legends podcast ever. This podcast is the most informative, most engaging podcast out there. Henry and Shay have such amazing voices. They never get annoyingly loud. And what they say is said with such good pace. These guys seriously know their stuff when it comes to Apex Legends. And they truly love the game. I also love how they engage with their listeners by reading questions, reviews, and the legend concepts. Thank you, Henry and Shay, for this amazing podcast.
1: That's a very nice review, 99. We'll try to keep it up. Uh, Hopefully, uh, we don't get too excited, don't get too loud. We try to keep it even-keeled while still being engaging. Last review Mm -hmm. for the day coming from Mac 17 I am a Season Zero player. I didn't think I was going to get much out of this podcast, to be honest. I'm already pretty good at the game. I was just looking for some new content to listen to. However... After hearing your guys' consistent recommendations for the G7 Scout and the Hemlock, I decided that I would give it a shot. Man, I went from winning a game or so a week to consistently being top 5 and winning a game almost every night. The hip fire and flexibility of the Hemlock has changed my game. Keep up the good work, and Godspeed, guys. You rock.
0: Much appreciated, Zach. Like I said, we're happy we can assist any level of players. We really are just, we are given our advice on the game that we spend so much time on and we love so much. And, you know, we've talked about it a lot, like we're not predators, but I think we're pretty knowledgeable on the game Uh, for a lot of people that we are still in our same skill level. And, you know, there's a difference between uh, actually having the aim versus knowing the right thing to do. And so I think we can... Teach people what to do. Henry and I just personally sometimes can't do it at the top five hundred level. <laughs> yeah,
1: true. It's it's all about the execution, but having the strategy and having the information is definitely, I think, a majority mm-hmm. of the of the skill required for this game. So I I think that we offer something uh, in this community, and I think I'm always getting better. So mm-hmm. hopefully, other people are too.
0: Definitely. Thank you all for the five star reviews. If you want yours read, submit it on Apple Podcasts. It'll definitely make it on the show. Let's dive into some news now. First piece of news, we got the big uh, caustic drama. It started and ended all on Twitter, uh, and the patch notes were released ahead of time as they normally do so that players are prepared. This time around, there were two balancing changes to the Legends. Uh, We had Rampart Amped Cover cooldown decreased from 30 seconds to 20 seconds, and then we had another change. Caustic Gas Traps cooldown were decreased from 25 seconds to 20. In response to this, there was a lot of negativity on Twitter. A lot of pros talking about how this was uh, game-breaking in ways and uh, very absolute that it was grooming uh, the meta and that this was going to be a huge shift negatively for the game itself. Uh, there was then some back and forth between some known players uh, and a dev around the balancing behind this and more so just community interaction in general. And honestly, we really didn't want to have to talk about this too much. Like, We don't really like feeding the flames as we've been speaking of and talking about the negativity uh, in the community, but we just wanted to really give our opinions on this and explain our point of view as a pretty unique perspective as a podcast. And really what it is, is we value communication between devs and the community. Um, and then with that there's a lot of levels to both sides though you know you have the balancing perspective on a game side and you also have the business perspective to make money on the game side and if you ignore one of those uh, you're really going to miss out on information and then you got the versus the pro player comparison uh, versus that average player that logs on once a week those are two very different games entirely that people are playing and we kind of want to be the bridge between these uh, sides. Like we want to make sure everybody has all the information possible and the devs information is portrayed correctly to the audience. Uh, There's a lot of sides in the gaming community and all we want is for people to enjoy playing the game and for it to be the best it possibly can be. And that means everybody doing positive, good stuff. Devs working as hard as they can to make the game great. These are professional game developers. They're going to try and do their best job for their own livelihood and streamers, the pros, the content creators, to build up their communities. And while negativity sometimes leads to more interaction, positivity is just good for the game in general. Apex is not on the level of you know Fortnite and COD right now. And Henry and I have for a long time believed the game should be. We still believe it can be. And part of that is this interaction and that there are some gaps here and there is a lot of negativity in this community in general. We just want to keep it positive. Um, Henry, maybe you can give a bit of insight into where we stand differently as a podcast versus other maybe communities in the scene.
1: Yeah. So if you're listening right now and you maybe missed out on this whole thing, Mm -hmm. or maybe you were there on Twitter, you were observing, maybe participating, um, maybe you were a little confused why everything seemed to explode. Mm -hmm. Um, This was a very, very small change to Caustic. Uh, Just slightly tweaking his tactical cooldown Mm -hmm. when he already can have six traps out and three stored up, uh, really, we didn't believe was going to have a significant impact on the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And if it did, it would be very small. So I think it's important to know that this was an exaggerated event, that it wasn't actually a game-breaking thing. Doing this was not, you know, ill-intended by the devs. And Shay and I, as a podcast, we're in a very interesting space mm-hmm. that we didn't really try to be in or realize that we were in at first. But on Apple Podcast and Spotify, there's no trending. Mm-hmm. There's no search engine. Like, no one's going to be searching for, you know, caustic outrage or, you know, big dev fight uh, on our platform. no and so,
0: recommended. Like, no, we yeah.
1: can't. The more people that listen, it doesn't necessarily get promoted out. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're not incentivized to have clickbait or to add flame fuel to the flames or Mm -hmm. to do anything negative. And so for that reason, we feel that we provide a lot of value in trying to be as accurate and honest as possible. And I think that's really awesome. Mm -hmm. And I just if you're wondering if this is a huge event, why aren't Henry and Shay talking about it? Well, there's a reason why like Mm -hmm. we don't really participate on twitter that much and on our platform we're not rewarded like you might be on youtube so we're in kind of a cool spot i'm happy with where we're at Mm -hmm. um i think we can deliver a lot of really cool conversations information and content um but we're not we're not going to get caught up in the negativity Mm because it doesn't really help us out um and that being said, there's always going to be negativity. Yeah. Um. You know, if something new comes into the game, there's a change. There's always going to be people that are going to complain about it, maybe because they're really invested and this is an emotional game and, a mm-hmm. you know, cost a toxic industry and in gaming. Um, but also people are rewarded for being negative sometimes. So there's always going to be complaining. We want to try to cut through that and give our honest opinions uh, and just trying to be the best that we can mm-hmm.
0: that, well said like really what it is is we want to be positive we love this game so much and by all means we respect and employ ourselves constructive criticism because that is vital to any success in any area of life it's the over uh, zealous and hyperbolic attacks on things that sometimes you know sometimes that's needed and sometimes it's not but we just try and make sure that everything we said comes from the most informative and respected position as we can and that's really what it comes down to in the end and so uh if you kind of want the full breakdown of everything that happened uh, on twitter yes two days ago and really it's bled into today still uh, check out Iloot games video i'll have the link in the description Iloot's a great content creator did a great job of Trying to unbiasedly as possible break down everything that happened between uh, the devs and the community. And I would just recommend if you're really, really interested in the topic and hadn't seen it yourself on Twitter, check it out there. But now, today, on the day of the patch, uh, the Caustic change was reverted. And so that there would be no change. And then instead, we got a new change to Horizon, her tactical being increased from 16 to 21 seconds, which is a 30 per second increase. Um, and then, and real quick, this was kind of thrown into the bug fixes, but Henry and I looked at it and saw like, oh, this is kind of a potential buff. Uh, And so while technically it was a quality of life change, uh, the bamboozler himself got a little bit of a fix and they fixed an issue with Mirage's decoys, not making footstep sounds, which means that now Mirage's decoys will always be making footstep sounds, which we've talked a lot about how audio is really important to this game and footsteps are really impactful. And this is just going to be a little something potential that could take Mirage up a tier potentially.
1: Yeah, you think about it being able to send a decoy past somebody. Now they're going to have the audio cue um, all the time. And more so, I feel like knowing the footstep sound of the real Mirage when he's in his mm-hmm, ultimate, mm-hmm. that's the biggest giveaway for me. And so the fact that that's going to be now muddied more uh, by the decoys i think is kind of a buff to that ability
0: yeah I, I agree for sure and back a little bit maybe on this uh caustic stuff now here's the official statement on the legend balancing in general from the team uh there's nothing too meta shaking this time around we're giving season seven some extra time to shake out horizon really strong but not overpowered the below buffs are aimed at small power increases Rampart still needs overall power, and the Caustic buff is an extra bit of compensation for the loss of Vision Blur from Gas in Season 7. Note that looking at our data, the Season 7 change was a solid buff for Caustic, but he's not quite where we want him to be. That's what was said about Caustic before they then reverted the change. Uh, After reverting the change, the lead game designer, Daniel Klein, on Twitter said, For anyone wondering, we reverted the Caustic buff after looking at data. He's been climbing like crazy the last three weeks. Most concerningly, both his win and pick crates have been climbing in unison. Looks like he doesn't need the buff. And he gives a little shout out to the people behind the data. And he also says that they created this buff before the break sometime in late November, early December. It was a very different world for the gas boy back then. And so really what this just comes down to is they, you know, respond that, obviously or deservingly so their team took a nice little vacation break as Henry and I did. And a lot of people did over That's Christmas right. and stuff changes and happens apparently over that time, still within the game, uh, in gar- regards to pick rate and win rate, this buff was rolled out to hopefully, uh, help Caustic when beforehand he was weak and they looked at it again today after maybe some exposure negativity via Twitter, put some more eyes on the situation. And they said that the data was, uh, changed since then henry and i have maybe some slight concerns over uh you know if the data actually really does say this or if this is a bit more of a pr uh, standpoint and we'll hopefully we'll be able to talk to some people over there maybe daniel soon thereafter we really value the data and we know that there's a lot more than just data that goes into legend balancing and making changes but i think it's really important do you have any be anything to add in and throw in here
1: yeah, I think these statements are just kind of nice. Uh, you know, the fact that Costic um, still isn't quite where they want him to be, that's what they officially said on the Apex Legends website, um, I think is important, even though they reverted the change. Um, also, I was shocked that this could be what Danny was talking about on our show, about knowing exactly what he wanted to do to help out Rampart. Mm-hmm. He's the worst mm-hmm. legend in the game uh statistically and he wanted to change that and if this is his way of doing it um i feel like that's a little underwhelming as to what i was expecting i didn't really know what to expect because i we knew that she was going to keep the passive um but i'm curious to see uh what the impact of that change will be for her amp cover and then although it's a kind of a small tweak to horizon you know 30% decrease Mm -hmm. to the tactical time is you can feel that. So Mm -hmm. we'll see uh, what happens. I'm really excited. Daniel said he would come back on the show, Mm -hmm. you know, beginning of next season. I'd love to check in with those pick rate numbers and see, um, what maintained and Mm -hmm. what was changed, uh, and player opinion throughout season seven
0: definitely yeah henry and i are big nerds for all the numbers and the legend balancing we love the little tweaks and all that good stuff much better than the overarching huge reworks that are just kind of sweep the nation and uh, can be looked at pretty positively or negatively and there's a lot of uh there's not as much data to back up those ones. Uh, let's talk about now some of the other changes. We have ring changes. So in hopes of spreading out the chaos that can occur in final rings, they are retuning rings five and six. Ring five is 33% bigger in the size, and ring six is now the last ring and will close over 100 seconds near the center of the ring five. Do you think this is going to make an impact
1: to games? I think it is cool. Mm-hmm. I- I know that we've seen this sort of pinwheel shrink from a larger circle, like a Ring 6, mm-hmm. um, in LTMs before, Yeah, and I like it. Um, the fact that Ring 5 is now a lot bigger I think is interesting. Um, I think this change is maybe not felt right now, but I think in the long term it's going to make a lot cleaner, nicer final rings. Mm-hmm. I I really think that. I think this is kind of a big deal because if you think about it, the final ring is ring five and it's a lot bigger. So that means Mm -hmm. you can't really know what the final high ground strategic spot is going to be. And so I think that really uh, decreases the viability of camping, getting that position. And then the fact that ring six is just a kind of slow, consistent shrink allows for over a large area fights to happen at a decent pace. So Mm -hmm. I think People probably aren't going to talk about this very much. They're not going to feel it right away. But in the long term, I think this is going to impact ranked. I think it's going to impact professional. Mm -hmm. I think if you're in a final ring situation, you're going to play it differently because of this.
0: I'm really interested in how this impacts pro play. I think it could have a serious difference there. It's Um, a big deal. Yeah, it could be a really big deal over there. Really cool change. I like it. Public matches are also going to only be on Olympus for this week. So players can experience the town takeover. And with that, though, speaking of the devil, let's talk about the Pathfinder Town Takeover Fight Night.
1: All right, so this Town Takeover is located between Carrier and Docks, where Cargo Hold used to be. Um, And it's a pretty cool spot. It wasn't what we had anticipated, Mm -hmm. uh, the location being. But this is a very exciting place. It's contested really close to Turbine, so it's very much more central Mm -hmm. than we thought it was going to be. Um, but what we have this time around is a boxing ring inspired by Pathfinder's backstory and his story from the Outlands, as well as his heirloom boxing gloves. And this is how it works. It's a really cool location, but in the center, there's a force field ring which disables weapons so that the only way to knock enemies is to melee them. There's no bullets or grenades that can penetrate the boxing ring so you can focus on your fist fight. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fun new interactions and inspections uh, as well um, in the in the new area, as well as if you do get uh, knocked and eliminated uh, while in the ring, there's a new line for <laughs> the damage that killed you, and it's honorable fisticuffs instead of melee. So it's, it's pretty fun. They did a lot of small things uh, that I think are pretty entertaining. There's also an announcer. Um, which has a lot of really funny lines that will let observers know if there is a knockout or if somebody leaves the ring, um, they'll make a chicken noise or some other quip, as well as there's screens all around the town to, over to let you know what's going on in the inside. There's no abilities while inside the boxing ring, so it's a clean fight. You mm-hmm. can't bring down a bombardment on people. <laughs> to my knowledge, you can't EMP. I was mm-hmm. trying to test it out. And so it's really a clean fight. It's, you know, that ideal, if you've ever been in an end situation mm-hmm. where people drop all their inventory, um, there's no possibility that someone can actually pick up the gun and trick you at the end. So it's a clean fight, which is really fun. Um, what are your thoughts on it?
0: I love this. It's it's really fun. The boxing rings themselves. The matches are really, really awesome. Uh, 3v3 team fight and then another team swinging in there you can still heal inside the ring which I do like as well Um, it, it was a really good time I've enjoyed it a lot I'm looking forward to dropping here more in the future especially maybe when it cools down a little bit if you drop there with like one other team does one of the teams you know try and not go into the boxing ring does the other team challenge do you respect the challenge if the other team steps into the ring like what are going to be the unspoken rules at pathfinder's little uh area and then the rest of the poi in general i really enjoy it very nice different elevations uh different ways to get into the ring via zip lines and such lots of really good loot so far um We talked a bit in the past about how Olympus just is still an early map and needs more POIs uh, to really gain more uh, credibility and as a ranked map, potentially. And this is just one step there. And I think I'm really overall enjoying the heck out of this Town Takeover and POI.
1: Yeah, it's a really fun one. And like you said, it plays really well outside of just the boxing mechanic. Mm -hmm. And within the ring, there's actually the Cargo Bot uh, Balls. Uh, the drops from World's Edge that we have. And so there's actually a lot of loot um, inside the boxing ring. You can't use it in the boxing ring, but you can collect it. Um, And it's really cool. There's a ton of loot there. I think that this is a contender for being one of the most fun town takeovers. Definitely, they do a lot of different stuff, Mm -hmm. to be honest. I mean, you think about Mirage Voyage, ton of loot there, really cool spot. Think about Gauntlet, you know, that's a hot drop at this point uh, when we're playing on Kings Canyon. A lot of uh gameplay happens there map room you go there for a serious strategic advantage um and then you have something like laps which is all story driven and is very lore centric um this one seems like it's fun it's kind of community inspired with people boxing in the game um and also you have a cool position and lots of loot so this is a cool one and Pathfinder is awesome of course yeah so exactly you can't go wrong here
0: yeah and then uh, I guess you've kind of talked a little bit about it, but the name of the town takeover being kind it's of the confusing. funny, confusing thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this is going to—it's kind of a pattern for this event, but <laughs> the town takeover uh, fight night is actually called on the map ring, and I just feel like there's going to be some miscommunication potentially, at least for mm-hmm. players saying, "Oh, let's head to the ring," mm-hmm. because I say that probably fifty times a day. Yeah. And now. I have to be a little bit more specific. So, you know, normally heading ring means going safe, but now heading ring could mean you want to go to the town takeover. So a little bit of confusion there, but, you know, we just say Pathy's House or Town Takeover, Mm -hmm. Olympus, whatever you got to do. It'll
0: get its nickname. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely kind of funny, a little confusing though. Uh, and with this collection event, you know, we also get the skins and the heirloom. What are your maybe first impressions on the skins or maybe even give your first impressions on the Gibby heirloom as the Gibby main yourself?
1: Yeah, I can jump in on that. I think that it's really cool. You know, um, I like the look out of, of it. It's on fire. I think that the inspect that it has mm-hmm. where you uh, actually take off the gun shield and get to yeah. inspect it mm-hmm. is really, really cool. And something as a Gibraltar man, like that, that's really cool. I like seeing that a lot. Um, I also think that it's pretty notable that we pretty much had a quest completely centered around introducing this heirloom. Yeah. That's kind of a cool way to do it, mm-hmm. you know, um, we kind of had something similar in the introduction of Bloodhound's Heirloom, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't before it came out. It was kind of like a, a flashback yeah. um, mm-hmm. to support the story. Um, but I, I'm just impressed uh, with the story and the lore of Apex, and I think this Heirloom is a great fit. Um, it's going to be fun. I hope to get it soon. You know, cross your fingers if mm-hmm. you're listening. Maybe we can get some positive vibes <laughs> for enemy. I need those shards. Um but it's pretty cool. I good review here.
0: Yeah, I think they killed it. It's on fire, guys. It's made out of Damascus steel in certain spots, like it's really cool. I think it's pretty unique and that it still looks very different from the other axes. I know there's some people that uh, aren't huge fans of it, but overall, we're just we love it. The heirlooms themselves are great, and I love the skins for this collection event. These are some of my favorite skins. I got some crafting right now. Got to make some tough decisions, and then I think the other thing we were. All, shocked or maybe confused is the uh pathfinder skin that is unique to the event is actually not a part of the collection event track the 24 skins involved in that one which is very interesting you have to spend 2500 to get the pathfinder skin and the weapon charm and then the the quote the quip uh separately and so it's interesting this is the first time this has happened really and i am my first impressions are that I'm not the biggest fan of it, honestly. Like, Henry and I were planning to craft that Pathfinder skin, and then I, I did say I'd spend, I spent 20 bucks. I said, that's a $20 skin to me. That is worth it. But it's more than 20 bucks now at 2,500 coins, and so I'm not sure what to do. It's very interesting that they're going this route. We'll see if this is continued on in the future. The positive about it, though, is you get more legendary skins for the event, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it's a really cool skin, though. It's a, It's an interesting move. Um, But it has, you know, that unique uh, selection Mm -hmm. screen, which is very, very cool. It's also just a a cool look. The one thing I'll say about it is that you are bright yellow and Pathfinder is pretty big. And so I wonder, (laughs) I don't think we'll be seeing that skin in the ALGS, but I do think it looks really cool. Yeah, that's funny.
0: Okay, let's talk a bit about now the airdrop escalation Takeover. Just the takeover. Different. Yeah, very different. Dive into this for our listeners, Henry.
1: So this is a new style of limited time mode. The event takes over the current public playlist in order to keep players together and maintain healthy queue time throughout the event. Um, you know, they were kind of saying that even with other LTMs, even very uh, fun and popular, popular LTMs mm-hmm. uh, like Winter Express, that... Initially, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of player interest, but then it kind of goes away, Mm -hmm. and they struggle to keep people engaged in those for a long period of time. Um, And so they decided to just have this be the public playlist for this event, and I'm really excited to see how this goes. The first thing is that the name of it is weird. There is a town takeover, Pathfinders, and this limited time mode is now called a town takeover so again it's kind of like the whole ring situation mm-hmm. it's a bit confusing but it does make sense that this limited time mode is taking over the regular playlist so Henry, i'm good with that
0: henry's takeaway from this uh, event is just they just made it harder for me to talk about this game i'm trying it.
1: <laughs> to stretch the podcast length is what they're doing um but yeah so it's a little confusing but we're all on the right track now. How it works. So now, if you're in duos or trios, you drop in, there will be four care packages in a cluster. Four of those. So, four sets of four care packages with fully kitted blue weapons with ammo and blue gear, like blue armor. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, there's also going to be weapons spying on the ground, just like normal. Uh, this is just kind of a new way to incentivize players to go for care packages and maybe spice up the gameplay a little bit. I think it's really cool. Before we like go mm-hmm, into our thoughts, mm-hmm. on I just want to break down kind of each round. So when you're in the dropship, these things are already coming down and are on the ground. The next round, beginning of round one, there will be purple care packages. And so those will have purple weapons mm-hmm. and purple armor and purple gear. Then the beginning of round two two replicators will drop. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of a break um, in the kind of weapons and gear. Then at the end of round two, beginning of round three, two gold care packages come down. So you're talking gold helmets, gold armor, gold weapons. Then at the end of round three, beginning of round four, one red care package circle. So four care packages, Mm -hmm. but there'll be circles on the map so you can see them. One red care package group will drop where you can get red armor which is pretty exciting mm-hmm. and care package weapons like the prowler so you want to survive and get that good loot mm-hmm. and i kind of like how it's tiered up so it's a really cool mode what are your initial reactions to playing it
0: I, i've been enjoying it i'm really liking the fully kitted weapons right now and having to not really continue to look and loot for things to be able to focus on fighting is just different but a little bit fun as well um they're obviously highly contested out of the drop ship right now a little chaotic uh it reminds me a lot of maybe it was back in season two potentially when we had the alternator with disruptor rounds and mm-hmm. we were starting every game with two care packages dropping in and people were getting cravers at the start of the game and stuff and i'm just enjoying this mode and the pace of the game right now um it's a little different though for sure
1: we're always going to welcome a switch up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fun to have a new way to play, a new mechanic to learn and I think this one's pretty enjoyable. The attachments on the fully kitted weapons, whether it's blue or purple or gold or red, um are locked just like a gold weapon would be. Um you can't swap out attachments, can't upgrade a weapon in any way. Um and then kind of the way to know is that in the inventory it'll be colored, mm-hmm. either blue, purple, gold, red. Um but in your holster or down in the bottom right when you're using the weapon you're going to have stars mm-hmm. on it to show its rarity, but more importantly that their attachments are locked and you yeah. can't change them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of a nice little indicator.
0: And let's talk about this a bit more. This is a very serious shift in gameplay from what we are used to. Um, this is a lot more reminiscent of COD and other BRs where you know the weapons already have attachments. You don't spend time looting. Are Do you think we're potentially test dummies right now for another serious future change like we were with evo armor you know evo armor came in in these ltm style things and we were like oh this is fun this is a cool shift it's never going to be permanent like we'll never get armor off the drop in apex and now it's the way of life and there's new mechanics built around it are we going to potentially move towards a guns on the ground are what they are with attachments we don't need the Whole looting find your barrel stabilizer find your mag like it's different
1: yeah this is a, a potentially huge change mm-hmm. and i think it's funny kind of even with the evo armor how kind of coy the designers mm-hmm. and developers are they don't really say that this is something that might happen they're yeah. just saying oh this would be fun mm-hmm. like it's, mm-hmm. they're just saying it's going to mix things up but because of the track record, we know that this could potentially be in the game permanently in some shape or form. I don't know if I'm ready to give my full thoughts on it, because mm-hmm. I know that we're planning on in the next two or three weeks kind of talking about the future of Apex, um, but I think this definitely has a role to play. Mm-hmm. I will say that I enjoy this game mode a lot.
0: Um, it greatly simplifies the game. So much. Um I, I I introduce people to Apex and they're confused. Mm-hmm. They are like looking for five attachments on a gun. Like, that's a lot. That's very confusing Tiny and complicated. It's They hardly even see, exactly.
1: you don't know what
0: they do. And we've yeah. talked a bit about how this is a, the Apex has made some changes to be more shifted towards simplifying the game. And this could potentially be one of them. And I honestly, I thought I was going to dislike this mode. Like when they released this LTM, I thought they were going to dislike it. Obviously it's very different from it being a full on, like every gun is this way kind of thing, but I I'm liking it more than I thought I would, which is what happened with Evo armor as well when it came out in the LTM. So I'm not, uh, against it, but I think we'll talk about it a lot more in the future in depth.
1: Yeah. The long-term repercussions of something like this, um, are kind of vast. There's a lot of, it's not just easier, Mm -hmm. it also kind of decreases the communication requirement. It also vastly increases the amount of loot that's Mm -hmm. in in the game right now. If you think about, you know, we have 16 blue care packages, 16 purple, Mm -hmm. 8 gold, and 4 red. That's, you know, if there's three slots per care package, you're talking about dozens and dozens Mm -hmm. of fully kitted purple, blue, cold weapons added to the game Mm -hmm. that's kind of intense like that's a major shift in the loot pool so right now i think loot is really easy and weapons are gonna feel really powerful uh, Mm -hmm. during this event but it's definitely something to keep your eye on and see how is this gonna affect the game if it does come back around in a couple months
0: it would be really weird to open a door of a building come inside and find a gold gun on the ground and that be how you loot that's how you find your fully stacked weapons like blue weapons mm -hmm. and
1: not being able to change them this is something that is definitely something that the community needs to be aware of and needs to be sharing their Mm -hmm. opinions of it whether it's positive or negative this is something that we need to know is being tested we need to give our feedback
0: it's prevalent in other brs Mm -hmm. this is not something brand new like this is not an insane idea at all like this is this is what the most successful games in the industry do yeah. apex is the outlier right now and yeah. how they currently loot and so this is interesting for sure we'll dive into it more later let's talk about the loot marvins a little bit though they're fun
1: this is something that always felt missing from olympus it was you know we didn't have that special loot drop item like the loot tick or the cargo bot and so now in this patch we have activated marvins and marvin is actually an acronym it stands for mobile robotic versatile entity Kind of weird on the end there, mm-hmm. but you know, entity works. <laughs> and these Marvins are all over Olympus now. There's not mm-hmm. just the one uh, kind of near Hammond. Now, they're pretty cool, a little different than the cargo bots, but you can interact with these Marvins and spin a sort of slot machine on their screen to either get a gray, blue, or a purple loop kind of pull mm-hmm. off of this robot. Get three items spawn each pull, and it takes 100 seconds to recharge to be able to do it again. Mm -hmm. So you could just sit there all day (laughs) and just keep doing it if you can wait 100 seconds. Now the cool part is if you destroy the Marvin, there's a chance, and right now Shay and I are kind of up in the open. Shay has Mm -hmm. uh, done it twice, and he's gotten this. I've done it twice, and I haven't gotten it once. So (laughs) it could be a 50% chance of getting it. Um, but there's a chance that after you destroy the Marvin, they drop their one arm um, as a gold item that mm-hmm. you can pick up into your inventory. If you then bring that arm to another Marvin, it guarantees three gold loot items.
0: Pretty cool. I'm interested. I, I think this is fun. Like Like you said, it's kind of felt like a missing mechanic from this map a little bit. And that's cool. Marvin's are awesome. It's a very slot machine. Like it isn't like the cargo drones on world's edge where you can control that you're getting gold armor pretty easily or gold, whatever. Like it's very random. Like there is no like, okay, I'm going to hit it when it hits purple or blue right now. It's fast. It's really fast. So it's going to be interesting to see kind of how this uh, continues to evolve and grow throughout the game. It's a pretty simple but cool mechanic that I'm liking. Before we get into the rest of the episode, though, here is a word from our sponsors. The Good Games Podcast is brought to you by Henry and Shay. Hopefully you like those two guys by now. From our success covering Apex Legends, we've sought out to create a new project talking about all good games. If you want to hear Henry and I cover games from Rogue Company to Assassin's Creed, check out the link in the description to hear about all the good games announcement coming at the end of this episode.
1: Welcome back to the show. Now we're just going to go into the rest of our episode, a couple of fun segments, and wrap up the impacts of this patch. The first thing is weapon balancing. Yeah. Now, the first kind of (laughs) big hot item is the Hemlock. The Hemlock got a little nerf. It has decreased body damage from 20 to 20. Yeah. Um, Slight change. I was trying to mess around with the Hemlock still. I still think it's a totally viable Mm -hmm. weapon. Um, I'm curious to see if this little change will take the edge off a little bit Mm -hmm. and people will kind of cool down about how uh, you know, the Hemlock it's is the hottest the gun mo- right yeah. now. And, you know, like, I wonder if this will be enough to kind of say, okay, Hemlock, R301, they're in the same vein. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll continue to say right now the Hemlock's really good mm-hmm. because it's a burst gun. Yeah, it, Burst equals headshots. Headshots equal multipliers. Multipliers equal faster time to kills. Mm-hmm. Like burst guns are very good mm-hmm. um, for that reason. So the little change to the Hemlock. We'll see if this is enough to take the edge off. I don't want this gun to go into the dirt. No, like, no, know. And the developers don't want to do that either. So I'm curious to see... If this brings if this it where is, they want it yeah, to be. If yeah. this is enough to kind of settle the masses, mm-hmm. solve the problem.
0: Next we have the Mastiff, and this is an interesting, fun change. We're still trying to figure it out, but we'll maybe talk through our thoughts right here. But they spread out the third and fourth pellets to decrease the max range of four pellet hits and it was a plus or minus 7.5 degrees. It is now a plus or minus 10 degrees. And so this, I wish, was explained in a bit more depth from a numbers perspective on how it actually impacts. Do you want to give your thoughts, though? Because I think we're kind of in agreement right now on how we are theorizing that this change actually works. If you can do that through a podcast.
1: You kind of have to be a geometry master (laughs) to get this, but here's what you need to know. The Mastiff has eight pellets that go Mm -hmm. in a horizontal spread. In order to find out what the third and the fourth pellets are, you need to uh, kind of skip. Kind of if you're calculating the median Mm -hmm. of something, Mm -hmm. you would kind of take one off the other side. So if you count one to the right two and then shift to the left three and then shift back to the right four, it's going to be not the two middle ones but the two outside mm-hmm. those, those are what has been changed. So they spread 25% wider than they used to. Now, is this impactful? Mm-hmm. We're not quite sure in gameplay. We've tried to use the Mastiff. I've had some success. Shay has had some success. We're not sure if it's uh, you know really a big nerf to this gun yet, but they're saying that they want to decrease the max range of a four pellet hit. Mm-hmm. Four out of eight of these pellets, each of them does 16 damage. You're talking about a solid hit. Mm-hmm. You know, four pellets is only half, but we definitely all know what it's like to hit those 16s mm-hmm. uh, or less if they're low profile. Yeah. So it's an interesting change. What I find interesting is there was really no discussion that I was aware of about the Mastiff. No. But this must have been a purely data-driven thing mm-hmm. that they want to take a little bit of power away from... Uh, this interesting range of mastiff use, um I'm not really sure mm-hmm. uh, if the, if it's going to be achieved by this, um but it is a twenty five percent you know increase to the spread of these specific pellets, mm-hmm. so it's interesting.
0: I think that they really just wanted to say, we want the Mastiff to be good in the situations it's meant to be good in, yeah, get close and use it and this is maybe supposed to balance that out a little bit further to make it so yeah i really do need to be close to use the mastiff at its absolute best and we like that we like specialization in the legends and the abilities and the guns themselves like it creates a more balanced game more tough choices to make throughout the game when deciding what gun to pick or what legend to pick up All right, reverse that
1: <laughs> total i mean And that's why you listen to the podcast. You need to Mm -hmm. know these decisions on weapons. You know, we just read out that review that someone kind of just realized that the Hemlock and the G7 were really good weapons. And you got to give them a chance. You have to know these decisions and know like, what does a barrel stabilizer do? What is the Mastiff good at? And so all these, you know, small details in the game we think have pretty big impacts. And according to a listener of ours that we read off went from winning one game a week to one a night, Mm -hmm. so they do have pretty big impacts.
0: Last we got the Prowler, little bullet increase in the reserve, uh, increase from 175 to 210 when you pick it up out of the care package. Nice little buff.
1: It's got a huge clip, Mm -hmm. so it needs more bullets. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what it is.
0: Uh, It's a care package weapon is a great gun, pick it up if you find it.
1: Now we have some additional quality of life things away from Legends and away from weapons. First one, I really like. It feels so
0: clean. Mm -hmm.
1: Ultimate accelerants can now be used without opening your inventory. This is something like almost two years. If you're
0: not on PC, like Mm -hmm. this was always a freaking challenge was using the ultimate accelerants like and not feeling you're vulnerable for a little bit.
1: Yeah. And so now if your ultimate is not currently available, you just press the button or buttons on controller um, to activate your ultimate. And you'll instead pull out any stored ultimate accelerants in your inventory and use them automatically. It's just like when you're in a fight or especially if you're using ultimate accelerants uh, for legends that kind of need them in a fight, Mm -hmm. Um, like maybe if you're a crypto and you see some enemies uh, far away, you don't have your EMP, you can now just kind of hit those bumpers Mm -hmm. get that ultimate accelerant without losing any visibility, Mm -hmm. which is big. I think I really like it.
0: Definitely. I, th- I think it's a really cool change for sure. You're going to really help those Watson players out. Uh, the other kind con- kind of fun quality of life change that we've already had help us out today is that when if you're in a lobby if a party member leaves your lobby for any reason, all party members will be marked as not ready. This should stop accidental launches into a match when your buddy dips out for a second or their game crashes. Really I like it. nice.
1: Mm-hmm. Really nice. I was impressed that they were able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I think this is a really nice thing. Then we have the fabled Mark all as seen button has been added to the menu. You click this to remove the pesky, I mean, helpful red <laughs> dots Um, uh, to see if you have something that you have to glance over that's new, whether it's a skin mm-hmm. or something.
0: Yeah, I was, uh, uh, if you've watched me on stream, I had like 40 to 50 like unused, unlooked at red little dots. So this was kind of cool. Nice little refresher. It was going to drive Henry crazy if he kept seeing my screen on the stream. So um, I'm glad we finally got this uh, this little mechanic. Anything else?
1: And then last, mm-hmm. uh, we have the last quality of life thing that we think is notable is that pinging the nearest respawn beacon while you're spectating. So you've already been eliminated. Your teammates grabbed your banner. Um, now if you, you know, pin, hit A on Xbox, mm-hmm. you're pinging the nearest respawn beacon it will now always ping the nearest beacon unless you don't have enough time to use it before the ring closes over it. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a complex math question here, but instead of what it used to do, which was ping the nearest beacon uh, next in the safe ring, now you kind of have something like, hey, this is a lot closer to my box. I'll be able to loot it. This is really big. If you're not on comms, if you're playing with randoms, Mm -hmm. I think this is a nice thing. You can still, you know, spam it. Uh, if you really are antsy <laughs> about getting back, you know, we don't recommend that, but I think this is a nice little communication thing that Apex is really known for. Yep. Like, this is what they do best, and this is another little addition.
0: That wraps up all the patch notes talk, but we got more news still to cover. First being the in game teaser that has launched today. Uh, you can hear Dr. Amelia P talking through one of the Marvins currently about a project called Iris same project iris was mentioned in season five on king's canyon by bangalore nothing crazy here but we are setting up more lore hopefully for next season the quest whatever it may be you know henry and i are absolutely always itching to find out more about this universe in general so it's starting soon and we're hoping to see more eventually now We are going to be talking about some leaks with some patch updates. Uh, There's always comes more data lines and more information that data miners get. Um, So if you're not a fan of any leaks or getting anything spoiled from you, uh, you can skip ahead of this little section. I'm going to put the timestamp in the description below for when we start talking about leaks and then when we stop talking about them. Um, But... We, we have cut out some things that we think are too much. We try and filter it a bit ourselves. You're never going to hear any quest spoilers or anything like that from us. Uh, but these are just kind of some interesting data lines that we think are interesting. Uh, first, we're going to go from our guy Shrugtall. Uh, we have season eight uh, anniversary collection event has been leaked. So instead of getting a new heirloom for completing the collection event, players will receive 150 shards instead to purchase one of your choosing. I think that's a pretty cool feature like that could definitely uh, drive some money to the game. I think getting people to choose whatever one they want.
1: Uh, Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, definitely allowing people to purchase uh, heirlooms is something that has definitely been demanded. Um, We'll see mm-hmm. uh, how impactful this is. It's pretty interesting, you know, in between the lines you see here that, okay, the next event probably won't have a new heirloom. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, you know, whether or not you were really itching for your main to get an heirloom, your Watson, Bangalore, um, maybe that won't be happening. In the mm-hmm. next collection event, but don't give up hope. You know, there's other things that could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going into the anniversary of Apex, you know, big things could happen. Uh, but yeah, this is potentially big from a, from a money standpoint. Definitely.
0: Also with this anniversary collection event, all legends except the three most recent, Horizon, Rampart, and Loba, will be getting an anniversary recolor of an event or battle pass legendary skin. So pretty much imagine one of the biggest skins that was released for the year for your character that will be getting a recolor. Uh, One of the ones that I think I saw was leaked was Jade Tiger getting a recolor, which was a really beloved Octane skin. So I think these are going to be some really cool recolors. We were already liking the Bangalore one that's been leaked by Shrug. So there's a lot of really, really cool stuff in here. But I kind of like this actually.
1: For sure. This is a really cool thing because it's kind of like an ode to the two years. Mm -hmm. Everybody that has been out for the two years gets a little bonus skin which is yep. fun
0: uh also coming from shrug we have code lines for our kings canyon map update next season which would be very interesting what are your mm-hmm. thoughts maybe on this
1: i think that it's cool you know bringing it back into rotation i think a lot of people at this point are now sad that king's canyon is gone mm-hmm. they're missing it now you know you know people get a little emotional in this game. yeah.
0: Uh,
1: You know, they say, I don't ever want to be on King's Canyon again, Mm -hmm. and then they start to miss it. So I think I'm excited if we get a chance to go back to King's Canyon. I've read through some of these leaked uh, lines of code. It sounds like there could be some pretty interesting changes to the map, Mm -hmm. um, which I'd love to see.
0: Yeah, it would be really cool. I think there's a lot of constructive criticism around King's Canyon as a map itself, and it seems like they know what they need to do if they want to make it on the same level as world's edge and olympus from a ranked or competitive style map i do wonder if this means we would be uh losing world's edge maybe for a season and then it's going to be interesting if we ever do get a fourth map what happens what's the first map to get like the full-on boot for like two plus season like half a year like it could be really interesting to see what happens
1: yeah it kind of just We'll be looking more into the future, mm-hmm. and I think this is the maps are a big, big part of Apex. What I think is just interesting about this is if you say, "Okay, World's Edge is going to come out," mm-hmm. does that really mean the ranked is going to be on Kings Canyon and Olympus? Mm-hmm. Which, honestly, Olympus has gone well, mm-hmm. but is a vastly different ranked map than World's Edge. Mm-hmm. And so, if you're pairing Kings Canyon, and Olympus together as, you know, a whole season of rank is mm-hmm. just on that. I wonder if there's going to be some backlash on that. And I, I think if there's not backlash, people definitely have to adapt. Yeah. Even more bloodhound, mm-hmm. you know, even more kind of open combat. Um, it, it could be fun. It could be different at least. Yeah,
0: and we've talked about how like, you know, We think Caustic and Rev are, you know, those guys make a bit more sense on Kings Canyon. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, we'll see like what metas merge, what the shifts and the changes actually are, but exciting to potentially get some nostalgic back in the game. We also have another thing from Shrug, Gibraltar is going to be potentially getting the next Legend edition of the game, which probably means he's coming out with another great looking skin. I think Henry is going to definitely cop this one if it comes out.
1: Um I'm, I'm shocked like a year ago I was I had no skins for Gibraltar mm-hmm. no legendary skins I got um uh, the millennium tusk skin yeah. mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I rocked with and I was really happy about it um nowadays there are so many cool Gibraltar skins and so now that he's <laughs> getting a, a legend or a physical edition um I just think that Gibraltar is set now like Definitely. I got skins mm-hmm. on skins there's so many to choose from now um, it's really cool. I'm happy about it.
0: Next, we have some leaks from I Games on Twitter. We have the spray for potentially maybe the next Legend Fuse. We also have a Fuse animation leaked. Not really sure what it is. It maybe looks like it's part of a tactical. Because if it's his melee, he seems to have some joint issues in his soul, shoulder. Um, fuse tactical grenade was leaked. A little picture of that. And there's some lines of code in the game around Fuse. We have ability underscore fuse alt flame start, ability underscore fuse alt flame burn, ability underscore fuse alt small missile underscore incoming, ability underscore fuse alt small underscore small missile underscore explode. Fuse is interesting. We'll probably talk about this more soon if we get more information about it. If Fuse comes to the games next, what do you think this kind of means for the game in general? instead of potentially getting blisk or ash as we were expecting or is fuse a code name for blisk maybe like could that also be the case i mean we're all theorizing here that's what leaks are and that's why we enjoy it
1: this is getting into some pretty uncertain territory i'm Mm -hmm. a little uncomfortable right now (laughs) Um, i don't feel like i'm totally buttoned up um yeah i am gonna be extremely shocked if fuse is the next legend Mm -hmm. for multiple reasons the first being i do not Think that they will introduce a legend named Fuse. I just don't think it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, a year or so ago, there was a legend concept by a fan named Fuse. I don't think they're going to use that name. Mm So I'm shocked that now we're seeing Fuse written into code lines. For that reason, I'm kind of leaning towards maybe this is a fake out. Mm -hmm. Like it's definitely a more sophisticated fake out than Forge, but I'm leaning away from it. Your idea about maybe Fuse is a code name for Blisk has more traction than you might think because mm. we have no idea what bliss abilities kit are would yeah. be. and mm-hmm. there's so much in the game supporting
0: hey bliss out of the fire in in the trailer yeah. like so
1: it is possible that is a pretty good line that you could go down um and so i think that that's a cool idea that introduction though of bliss and ash you know as the anniversary of apex comes out I think that works really well. Mm-hmm. You know, We've already kind of theorized, I think, on a Patreon episode yeah. on what we think about views, We got some crazy theories. But if that legend comes out, I think there's going to be a lot more additional things to Apex that will rock our
0: world. Mm-hmm. It's just exciting. We love all this stuff, and hopefully we find more awesome uh, information out soon. That kind of wraps up all the news, though, for us. And so now we're going to dive into a legend concept. If you want your legend concept right on the show, uh, join the Patreon. Guarantees that your legend concept will be on the show. If you're not a patron, uh, you can share it in the Discord channel that is Legend Concepts. And if we uh, like it enough and we approve it, it's got good lore, which is a real big thing we look for. Uh, you will then get a uh, shout out on the show. Today we got uh, from Discord, Puffin Wave. The name of this legend is Longshot, and I'm going to go ahead and start us off with some lore. Crystal Suco was an elite recon commando for the militia. She served with the militia until the Battle of the Mater. After she took on the name of Longshot and grew a reputation as a feared bounty hunter, known to be cold and calculating, she hunted targets with little difficulty until she was hunted herself. After a near-death experience with another hunter, she decided to join the Apex games to refine her skill so no one could get the better of her again. Ex-soldiers are really fun. I'm enjoying it. And I kind of like the whole idea of like, I'm just training here. This ain't for money. This ain't for fame. This ain't for seriousness. I'm just a beast and I'm refining my skills. With the best of the best.
1: It's a good story. You Mm -hmm. know, this is a really cool universe. I think this this persona fits really nicely Mm -hmm. into the kind of post-frontier war, Apex Legends universe that we have going on. Uh, But let's get into the abilities. The abilities. First, the passive. Deathly quiet. Longshot can pick up snipers and silence them so they can't be heard from long to medium range. Snipers can be dropped and will keep a silenced effect.
0: So that's interesting that i I love that little mm-hmm. tidbit at the end there. Nice job first and foremost, I like the guns. I like having a passive towards a gun. We've seen it before now in the game with rampart, so it's definitely a possibility and it's it's kind of a cool concept and it makes a lot more sense for it to be like the snipers like that is not going to be as overly impactful mm-hmm. and destructive to the game as maybe an SMG or an assault rifle legend for sure. Silencers are something we've talked about for a long time as theorizing in Apex. Really cool. The ability to then drop yours, keep the silenced effect, give it to a teammate, and then you got a team of silent snipers. Like that could be really a different play style, but yet similar to kind of like the long range play style that we currently have. But very, very cool, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a cool idea. And here they say they're silent, you mm-hmm. know, they're. This is completely silent at long to medium range. So, you know, right now, snipers are viable in Apex. It's the direction the game is heading. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be able to use a sniper to deal out some damage, to level up your Evo. Like, that is a solidly paved path as a strategy in Apex. Mm -hmm. You can do that. I think this is a nice way to support that um, and give it a little bit of edge. Um, Audio is really important. This might be overpowered, mm-hmm. but honestly, I think it's a cool idea. And Definitely. having a sniper-based legend, I think, gets even more exciting as we go down these abilities. Let's do it. Tactical Dart Ladder. Longshot shoots a dart out of her dart gun, which, when the dart hits a wall, deploys a rope ladder 15 meters in length. You can climb the ladder 5 meters per second. You can hit fire while climbing with no speed reduction. If you aim down sights on the ladder... It locks you in place on the side of the ladder. Two ladders per charge, 18-second cooldown, max ladders, four. It's interesting. Well, Probably the most unique tactical I've ever heard of mm-hmm. in my life. This is not a thing in any
0: game that I know of, mm-hmm.
1: so I'm on board. This is so cool.
0: Yeah, I'm imagining like in my head, I know it says ladders. I was like imagining like the vertical zipline kind of as the function just like in my head to make it make more sense. And I'm like, man, it's kind of like horizon in a way, but multiple charges and using it inside could be kind of cool too. Like it sounds like you have a lot of control while you're on the ladder and that kind of being interesting. Like It would be so cool to see this kind of come into the game and what impact it could have.
1: Yeah, I think that's a cool idea. Using inside, maybe in a staircase, mm-hmm. like in fragment. Mm-hmm. Um, could be cool. Um, this is a very complex tactical though. Like yeah. if you think about it, like you're not just throwing out a ladder, you're pulling out a dart gun that has two charges on it. Like you can hit this thing twice and then you're climbing up it in three seconds. And fifteen meters is not too bad. You know, that's two stories. Um I think this is cool, and I think I like the effect that you can actually uh, wall hang with it. Yeah. So kind of like Titanfall, mm -hmm, where you're mm -hmm. wall running, and then you can stop with a certain perk. um, This allows you to be in a place that, yes, you're exposed, but people don't expect you to be there. So you can go up on the side of a building Mm -hmm. and stay there, aim down sights. It's cool. This is cool and definitely fits into this idea of a sniper perch. Yeah you know, you can mm-hmm. really create your own environment and you know become the sniper, be the environment. Mm-hmm. It's a very cool ability that I think uh is super unique.
0: I, I'm I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm cool with this for sure.
1: Now the ultimate, pure sight. When longshot activates her ultimate, she gains a thermal scope on the gun she is currently holding one times for SMG pistol shotgun, a 2 to 4 times for an AR LMG, a 4 to 8 times on the sniper. It lasts for 20 seconds and highlights players bodies and footsteps. That's a 1 minute 50 seconds cooldown or charge. Uh, and this is cool.
0: I I my first like thought on reading this was like I think this could be I think I think it could have a, long, a longer charge. Like I think it could be active for like 40 like yeah, it's seconds, like the duration yeah. of the actual uh thermal. Just because, especially if you're using it on snipers, which is what the rest of her kit is built towards. Like twenty seconds of having a thermal scope on a sniper might not be incredibly impactful. It, it's not as impactful, I think, as an ultimate could be. Despite that, though, I still think the whole thermal scope, especially being able to highlight footsteps, is could be really cool. The longer duration, I think, would give it the power it maybe deserves.
1: Yeah, you can you can get set up here, mm-hmm. is pretty much what's going on. Pop Let's your ladders. Say, yeah. mm-hmm. Let's say you have a sentinel. Let's Let's say you're charging it take. up. Well, say I'm saying if you go with a sentinel and you charge it up, oh, and okay, you put okay. up your ladder, mm-hmm. and then you pop your ultimate, and it's going to be suppressed. So you have a suppressed, charged-up sentinel. You're up <laughs> high, and then you have a thermal site where you're tracking people's footsteps you can two shot them in the body mm-hmm. at that point and nobody heard a thing <laughs> like that's kind of exciting. Yeah. I, like, um, I think it's a very cool ultimate. I think that, like you said, it's kind of, um, well paced, it's kind of cooled down a little bit. Um, but I think it has cool potential and the fact that it can work on any weapon, um, is kind of cool. The fact that it's a sight, maybe it doesn't need a duration, Mm -hmm. but the fact that it does have the kind of added footsteps thing, kind of like bloodhounds ultimate, maybe that's the best way for us to go. But I think that's very cool. And I'd love to see what a thermal scope looks like in this game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I don't think it would be red. I think it'd be kind of like the blue white kind of thing. And different than the That would look cool in this game. Yeah,
0: I'm definitely with that for sure. Thanks so much for the uh, legend concept puff and wave. This was a fun one for sure. We enjoyed it. Uh, Let's answer some five star Apple podcast review questions and wrap up this episode. First of which is coming from little potato chip. Look, I get you probably won't answer this on the podcast because you have other people to answer. But if you see this, please make more episodes of the good games pod. It's been almost four months. I'd be willing to give up an episode to the third party for another good games. Love you guys and hear me and the other people out.
1: Thanks so much for the review and the little nudge. Mm -hmm. Um, We hear you, you know, Shay and I really like the Good Games podcast. Um, we apologize that maybe we we cut you off uh, in an unfair way. We would like to come out with more episodes. We kind of got all busy and we were working on a lot of big things mm-hmm. at the time. You know, we had the developer come on the show. We had some big discussions uh, for the future of the podcast, looking at doing a video podcast. Mm-hmm. We've kind of been focused on the third party Um We have a plan for the good games Mm -hmm. and yeah,
0: tentatively our plan right now is we're going to start like we want to ease into it. Henry and I are about, I just started school yesterday and uh, Henry's about to start school here again shortly. Seniors in college. We got a pretty uh, legitimate workload here at the end. Um, And then Henry and I very much are, you know, we entrepreneurship mindset. We've got some fun ideas and things we're also working on outside of the third party and you know, you say you want to give up an episode of the third party for good games. We love the third party and apex is our number one game. And so we don't want to take away anything from the third party podcast. So our tentative plan right now is we are going to start and roll out a good games episode a month. So we're going to do once a month, talk about the game, like doing it once a month will also allow us to be like, yeah, maybe it's a two hour episode. Like we can just take our time and have a really fun, long, good episode. If we see some success, From a numbers perspective, if maybe if you guys want a Patreon page for the good games or something like that, um, then maybe we can start picking up the number of episodes on that show. Henry and I are you know, in college though, going to start work soon, and as much as we love podcasting and stuff, we got to balance spending our time on stuff that uh, is really fun for us versus what we can uh, do to actually start making some money and living our, living our lives as much as we love podcasting and stuff. Like we want to keep doing this, but we need to not over, overdo it for ourselves personally.
1: I think that was really well put. Um, and I agree fully. <laughs> the The fact of the matter is we love the third party. Mm-hmm. We've put a lot of time, effort, and money into building that. And it's something that is so cool and we want to take it even further. But the truth is we don't really know how to promote The Good Games Mm -hmm. show. It's a general podcast. The idea was that this could be a flagship uh, show for maybe a network of ours, Um, but it's very hard to market one-off episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, We have no idea how to do it. So, Potato Chip, have you got any ideas (laughs) on how we can make this like a self-sustaining show? We like it because, obviously, there's more general gamers out there than just Apex players. So, we're interested in it, We just don't really know how. We don't see the path for the good games being full-time. So it's a fun thing that we're doing. We're going to get back to it. Don't worry. But we definitely don't see it as being full-time, pedal to the metal. Third-party style. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely. But we're definitely going to get back onto it, and there will be more content coming out shortly. We'll give you a date here soon.
1: Next question comes from Jedward123. Hi, guys. Love the pod. What are the chances you could get the boys from TSM on the pod? I would love to see an episode with Imperial Hall, Snipedown, and Reps. I know the best way to get them onto the pod is to at them on Twitter, but how hard do you think it would be? Keep up the great work.
0: Uh, in all actuality, we have a bit of a we have a little connection to these TSM guys. If we uh, want to seriously reach out to them, uh, we've been so busy lately. We were trying to plan some guests um, for the upcoming New Year. We kind of took a step back looked at some overarching goals and plans for the podcast themselves we've kind of started to figure that out and so maybe we can go and try and make that connection and have them on you know adding them on twitter is obviously the best way for you guys to impact it but these guys are huge Hal, Snipe down reps they got big amounts of followers so if we get these guys on the show we will try and use the people we've met and known through the community to get them on the show In terms of guests, though, we do have uh, Kev the King, our favorite lore guy, coming on next week for the next episode, so that's going to be a fun one. And, yeah, we'll work on TSM. Next question coming from Mr. King over. So I'm a level 42 bronze 3 player, and okay, I guess. LOL. I just got caustic, and how do I use caustic to my advantage so that I can rank up? Thanks so much, and I love this pod so much.
1: Great question, Mr. King. Thanks for the review. Um, we have an episode Mm -hmm. on Mastering Caustic in Gibraltar. Definitely check that out. I think there's like wonderful just gameplay stylistic One of our best episodes. Mm -hmm. I really think it's solid. The numbers are a little dated now, but still the same play style, the same strategies definitely apply. Um, Now, if you're looking to rank up, survival Mm -hmm. is the best way to get XP and to rank up. So, if you're playing Caustic, that means get into a building, hunker down, mm-hmm. and try to survive for a long period of time um, if you want to main Caustic in order to rank up.
0: and Get a teammates that are okay with that gameplay. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, just that's play big a little thing. slower mm-hmm.
1: um, is kind of the, the actual key to ranking up. You get less XP from uh, getting kills than you do for just surviving longer and getting placement. So that's the advice on ranking up. A lot more in-depth stuff with Caustic. Mm-hmm. Um, Right now, you know, Caustic is in an exciting spot. So enjoy it. I think it's good that you unlocked Caustic. They're Mm a very interesting uh, legend. Have fun. Definitely. Next question is coming from Clutchabob. Can you guys talk about the pros and the tournaments that happen more? Henry, why did you decide to main Gibraltar? Shay, why did you decide to main Pathfinder? Why are the EU tournaments so different from the NA? the NA is more aggressive and the EU is more wise till the
0: last circle, then charge into the heat of battle. Great question, Clutch and Bob. So regarding talking about the pros and that play style in the tournaments, we got an episode we're planning to do breaking down kind of the esports scene around Apex. Uh, either end of this month, beginning in next one. Um, in general, though, we don't always talk about the pro stuff all the time. One, it depends on if we have the time to watch it as much as we enjoy watching it. Uh, we don 't always, and it 's very different it 's not normal apex, and so it 's very uh different from what the audience is used to hearing about and seeing and it 's very different even from the top levels of ranked. Competitive play yeah. is a different beast in of itself, which is why we 're excited to dedicate an episode to it in general to kind of dive into it. Um, yeah. Why'd you decide to main jibby?:
1: Yeah, I decided to main jibby uh pretty much for the arm shield. Um, at the time that I kind of made the call, I was playing the Armed and Dangerous mode with mm-hmm. the G7, and I just realized that that was such a good setup. That yeah. being able to aim down sights, line up the shot, take my time um, in order to be more accurate with a powerful weapon like the G7 was really good for me. And since then, gotten nice little perks with the dome, had a ton of changes to uh, how the ultimate comes down, but I've kind of just adapted that playstyle, gotten mm-hmm. more support, kind of more taking the time. You know, there's a lot being said about Gibraltar all the time, whether Arm Shield's too good. I'm still crafting my opinion on whether or not a Kraber should have bleed through mm-hmm. on the Arm Shield. I'm not sure at this point um, whether I think that's fair or not. Um, Gibraltar has a very unique playstyle where you're the tank, you're going to take bullets. Everyone knows it. You know it. You can't really be first into the fight because um, you can't really get out. So he can't be all alone as Gibraltar. So you really have mm-hmm. to play tight, um, which is something that uh, is a struggle sometimes. You have to be in in tune and you can't be going away like Octane. So Gibraltar is a really fun legend that I enjoy playing and think has the most versatile kit. I think Gibraltar is the best. That's why I play him. I wouldn't play a legend that I didn't think was the best. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my uh, main for Gibraltar.
0: Man, you gave a big speech on that.
1: Yeah, I talk.
0: Yeah, why did I decide the main Pathy? Uh, at the time, the grapple was just insane. It really was when I first started maining him. And then also the Survey Beacon. Being unique to just Pathfinder at the time as well, um, it was Just a great legend that we felt like we needed for our ranked competitive meta play. I still play Pathy a lot, enjoying the heck out of him, but kind of have moved away from the concepts of maining people. And really, I just fill in whatever the ranked meta or comp is right now for a quote-unquote main at this point. And so right now it's crypto. Next season, it'll probably be something else. So it's always fun, and I'm enjoying... uh, diving into new legends all the time. That's what keeps the game super fresh for me.
1: For sure. I, and just to go back to the whole tournament ALGS mm-hmm. idea, we're going to do the episode, like yeah. you said. We've struggled to put it at the front of our priority for the same reason that Shay said, that it's a totally different game. And a lot of the times we think this show has a lot of educational value and that we try to you know help people to learn how to improve. And honestly, you can't really learn anything from watching the LGS. Mm -hmm. It's entertaining, but they're not looting the same that you're Mm -hmm. doing. They're not dropping the same. They're not taking fights. They're not using heals. They're not using the same weapons. They're not using the same legends. Mm -hmm. Like It's entirely different. Um, It's not just the fact that money's on the line. Like That has a pretty big impact. So I'm excited to dive into it because I think it's entertaining. But the fact that it's so different, and if you don't watch... The LGS I feel like hearing about it is just a waste of time like because you're not really getting anything mm-hmm. out to help your own gameplay.
0: Fair fair fair. Next question Apex is lit. Hey guys, I love listening to y'all. I was wondering how to get better because I feel like I've hit a wall. I play Crypto and I'm currently gold 4.
1: We got to do a Crypto mastering the legends. We can't like I said Crypto is the hardest legend to play in the game. You got to be a genius.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, crypto So playing crypto and ranked is a solid step if you want to, you know, rank up like he's built a bit more for that ranked scene, Uh, specifically for ranked in general, but specifically for crypto in general, teammates join the discord, get in the looking for group, find some teammates, join a club, join a looking for group on Xbox or Dream Team or somewhere. Teammates for ranked are going to make the difference between you being in freaking silver and platinum. It's Crazy to say, but it really is the biggest difference. I'm at a point where I don't play ranked unless I have two teammates on. Like it's not only is it easier, it's just going to be so much more of an enjoyable experience to play with teammates that you can communicate with and improve on together every game. For sure.
1: is good advice. Last question from the day. Him, death. I've played Apex since season four and recently I've been playing a lot more. I love World's Edge because it's my OG. My friends and I really liked the game recently and I've looked up a podcast to listen to. When I found this one, I always wanted to be better. What do you think is a good loadout for a medium
0: player? Medium player. That's an interesting uh, decipher. Dis- We're going to default to what we think is the best loadout for anyone and that's the G7. You know, have a G7 with something. Something that you are confident and comfortable with. Henry's been rocking the flatline a lot recently. Um, R3, R9, a bit more difficult. Like, But the G7 or the Hemlock as a foundational gun is going to make it easier for you to have a lot more success early on. And they're just great guns to put out damage and have control of fights with.
1: Yeah, I think having, having that G7 and then having a full auto weapon mm-hmm. on top of that is a really nice thing, whether it's the R301 or the flatline. I'd lean away for the uh, havoc, uh, but then I'd come back around the SMGs for the Volt. Mm-hmm. I think the Volt is a really nice secondary to have with the G seven. So that's the loadout recommendation. But and honestly, it, d- it yeah, does depend a bit on your legend. It really like, does. This is a complex mm-hmm, question mm-hmm. where you know there's total viability for Spitfire. Mm-hmm. Total viability for the triple take so it's like and wingman has a lot of potential too
0: like i definitely we we rock the g7 or the hemlock a lot of the time but like like if i'm playing wraith and i'm the first one in there i'm gonna maybe probably pick up that r301 over the g7 because i'm gonna be so close to people a lot of the time like things change with your legend a lot but solid single fire burst guns to slay the foundation are gonna deal out damage It's true. That's gonna wrap it up for us. Make sure you subscribe on Apple Pods. Give us a follow on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in.
1: Boom, whole squad down. I'm not today, maybe tomorrow.